Ready for something scary? Okay! You're in the right spot. The Ice Scary Podcast collects spooky, creepy news stories to discuss and give you chills. Whatever. Just so you know, hosts discuss topics they've just learned about and have no prior knowledge. Their views are just for your entertainment. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the I Scary Podcast. I'm Ann Kimbrough, and today I have back my co-host, Mike Pashik. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you? We, I didn't scare you away. You've come back for more. No, it's been fun. I'm uh, ready to go for another another series. Cool. Well, let's jump right into it. I've got a couple of good ones for you today. Cool. All right. The first one is called Chernobyl Big Bang. Well, you might recall a little nuclear disaster they had in 1986 at Chernobyl. Well, they contained that and sealed off the area, but something's brewing underground. And it could lead to another explosion. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I think we need all the facts for this one. Yeah. Sydney, take it away. News. Chernobyl Big Bang from Live Science. Another nuclear disaster is brewing in room 305-2 in what's left deep within the concrete containment bunker built around the 1986 Chernobyl meltdown site. What could be called leftover nuclear primordial ooze is reacting underground and is capable of causing a second disaster. The room is full of heavy rubble that's a toxic mix of radioactive mush. The uranium, zirconium, graphite, and sand oozed into the plant's basement like lava and then hardened. But not completely. It's still smoldering like embers of a barbecue pit and is feared will eventually ignite into another explosion. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I have heard that, you know, once you start these kind of nuclear reactors, you, you really can't, they, you really can't undo it. You can't make it totally go away. And this is proving it. Yeah, I've heard that. I'm not an expert or appear to be an expert about nuclear. We're not an expert on anything, FYI. <laughs> well, maybe a few things. Okay. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I've heard that, you know, even though they, they shut everything off, they close it down, they board it up, they do whatever they want to do. You're right. It's still, things are bubbling, you know, below. Well, now I heard that they have built this containment, um, I don't know what they call it, a shelter around it, right, a cage right. of some sort. And the thing is, if it does explode, it will be contained, but that structure then becomes weakened. I mean, and it will still probably release gases in the area. You need to build another one and then another one. And another one. <laughs> I, yeah. At what point does that stop? That's like freaky scary that this is like one of those chain reaction events. It is scary. It's uh, I don't know if you knew this, but um, when you do when you do um, when you put hay into a hay mow for the winter for the cows, um, if the temperatures kind of get to the right temperature and if the moisture is at the right levels, you can get spontaneous combustion and the hay can go on fire and the whole and the whole barn can burn down. 
So you have to be no. very careful when you're stacking. You have to leave spaces in between and all. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of a known thing in the farming communities. Well, now, is that like something that could just, do they monitor it? Or it's just like you do it right or you don't do it right? Boom. When I worked on those farms, that was, you know, 30 years ago. So it was probably different than it is today. But, um, yeah, I don't think there was much monitoring. It was just you you took the steps ahead of time to make sure that you had your your hay in the proper places so that it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't get to that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, in this case, too, I mean, Chernobyl is just this bad gift that keeps giving, it seems. Um I, 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 I'm not, I'm assuming that you still can't go in that area. I mean, I haven't done uh, the research. I, obviously, there's people going there to monitor it, but I don't think anyone's living there, right? It, it ha still has to be a pretty wide zone of protection. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, like you said, the geography of it. Um, there are some nuclear reactors on the California coast, right? Even like uh, just south of LA. There are. And there are people that live, you know, within, I would say, a mile radius, right, of that area? Yeah. So I think in Chernobyl, it's probably very similar. There, There's probably people that live in the vicinity. I don't know what the distance is, but if I was uh, somebody in that area, I, not, I don't think I'd be staying around for too much longer. <laughs> it's time to move, time people. To, it uh, is relocate. time to get on out. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, uh, it's kind of scary that you can just leave this stuff be, because obviously it's there, it's it's hardened. Well, I mean, I guess that's science, but why, why, why is it reacting? Just stop, <laughs> stop already. <laughs> well, it's like telling a volcano to stop spewing out your lava. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's going to run its natural course. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The scariest part about it is that you never know when it's going to happen, right? It's just like ticking time bomb and you're, you know, you could be there monitoring and it could happen at the time when you were there. Or you could be living in that area and, you know, wake up in the middle of the night and hear, hearing explosions. Uh, it, that's it's kind of creepy and scary all at the same time. It is. I, I agree with you. I couldn't live next to this. Just like I, I probably couldn't. Well, I have lived near... Well, I, an inactive volcano is different than an extinct volcano. I did li live near Mount Vesuvius for oh, a few years. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think it, it didn't show any signs, or it still hasn't shown any signs of exploding. But, I mean, this there are signs that something bad is happening. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they now start moving people back right. further? I mean, I don't know how fast. I mean, but honestly... You have to take care of that community first and foremost because they are saying something's going to leak out. Yeah, it's it's like in the U.S. when you know the hurricane's coming, your your mayor or your governor says, "Okay, we're evacuating the city," and you just see the 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 footage on the news that you know people are just mass exiting the city. Wouldn't you kind of think the same thing? This? Like now have, the time? Yeah, you have some warning. Okay, it's starting to rumble a little bit. I think gases are building up, and we we can see there's a reaction kind of happening. Let's uh, take some steps. I don't know. To me, it's also like some of that, like we had the Three Mile Island that that exploded. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you just have like blinders on and like, this is all I'm doing. This is all I can afford. I can't afford to move. I, you know, yeah. I have ties to the community. I've got a job. I mean, there's all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this, this really, this really is scary to me on a global level too, not just for the people that are there. They, I mean, they're saying the containment building will contain it, but 
this, I don't know how long it took them to build the containment, but this did happen in 86. We are talking a long time. Yeah. I don't know. There's obviously other pressures in that that are forced up against that containment. Yeah. You know. Well, hopefully we learn from what's going on there and what they're doing to thwart that disaster in other parts of the world that have these nuclear reactors that are still around. Yeah, 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 I agree. Well, I mean, at least it gives, it's more fodder for, wasn't there a Chernobyl movie? Uh, <laughs> that, there was a horror movie based in Chernobyl, I know. I'm sure there was. So here's the sequel. <laughs> Somebody call up Hollywood. We got it for you right here, man. <laughs> All right. I, I, well, at least I know where I'm not going to be moving anytime soon. Uh, yes, yeah. So if you're thinking about re relocating, put Chernobyl at the very bottom of your list. <laughs> <laughs> really, very bottom. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our next one. Um, okay. This one is called Honk Honk Axe. So this starts on a freeway. It's a busy, crowded freeway, and... Oh my God, what is wrong with that guy? And when one car is merging, it kind of cuts off another car. And it goes downhill from there. Oh my God, he's got an axe. Of course he does. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, I mean, road rage is terrible, but this is like beyond. This is next level road rage, isn't it? I don't know if you've experienced road rage, but I have. And, you know, your heart starts to race when you know what's happening. And so for me, I was driving on the freeway and a, and a guy in a big truck came right up behind me, like, you know, two inches behind me. So I pulled over, but I pulled over a little slower than I probably should have. <laughs> and then a little when, attitude coming through there. A little Mike. attitude. And when he came past me, he rolled down a passenger window and he threw a water bottle at my car. But I didn't know what he was doing, right? And all of a sudden you just hear this water bottle hit your car and you're just like, what is going on? And, and, I, and I was like terrified because I didn't know what he was doing. That's that's scary too. I mean, I've never. I mean, I've gotten mad driving, and I, people have been mad at me, but it's never gone like that. I've never had anything like that happen. Uh, I think it's time for us to get the full story. Take it away, Sydney. News. Honk honk axe from Seven News. Road rage is never a good thing, but while merging onto a freeway. One driver honks too many times at a Jeep and the driver loses it. He races ahead of the other car, cuts him off, and forces him to stop on the freeway. The Jeep driver then gets out of his car and throws an axe at the honker's window. While the Jeep's driver left the scene, the honker's car had a dashboard camera and caught the whole incident, including the Jeep driver's face, who police identified and said had multiple felony arrests. Oh, I mean, well, to go to the point where he, you know, somehow maneuvered the guy on the freeway so he could corner him off to stop him. Then, so now you're in the car and you see this guy do all that and you're stopped. Then you see him get out of the car. You're like, what's he doing? Has he got a car? Then an axe comes flying at your windshield. <laughs> so, so the guy had the axe in his car, which, I mean, that begs a few questions. Yeah. Really? Really? <laughs> Who drives with an axe around? Yeah. I don't know. What, what else have you been doing with your axe, sir? <laughs> uh, I mean, but then to come out, yeah, I would, 
I would totally freak out if someone got out of their car. I mean, I'd freak out if they blocked my car right. from driving on the freeway. Right. And then they got out of, I don't know, would you stop if someone tried to block you? I, I feel like I would maneuver. <laughs> I would yeah, maneuver. I'm trying to figure out how they would have done that so that you couldn't yeah. kind of get off on an exit or, yeah, anyway. I mean, it would have had to been pretty dense traffic, I guess. If, maybe. But then how would you get ahead of somebody to do that? Oh. But maybe they just they got ahead enough and just cut them off, and the driver had to stop. Yeah, yeah. They, I, mean, I mean, it could have caused a collision. People drive crazy, so I could I could see the person <laughs> that was the in the jeep was it or uh, the jeep was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy with the axe. <laughs> yeah, I could see him just driving crazy just to maneuver enough to get to that other car and, and pull him over. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not a honker. I, I wouldn't be upset with someone honking, but and I don't honk my horn much. I mean, I like I like trying to tap a horn. If I notice the car ahead of me, the person is like not paying attention, and the light has changed, and I just right. want to let them know. Right. It, unfortunately, it does sound bad. You need like you need two honks. Yeah. I think car. <laughs> yeah, there should be. A, I really hate you. Please move your car, honk, and then a hello, please <laughs> notice. It's yeah. It's when you're it's when you're at a light and the person ahead of you is probably reading their texts or they're doing something on their phone and they're not watching and exactly and you try to just hit your horn just a little bit so it doesn't like go. It's like a <laughs> yeah. No, no. My my well, my honk sounds wimpy on my car, the current car I have. Yeah. I used to have a car that honked and it sounded it was very deep bass honk. And <laughs> now I've got a little honk. It's like I mean, people just would laugh at it. So <laughs> I'm okay now. But I don't know, would a honk make you that mad? Well, uh, so the guy was, you know, several felonies or whatever, convicted. Yeah. So a short fuse. The guy's not quite right already. And I guess, you know, a couple of honks of a horn is something that'll just, you know, get him going. That That's enough. Um well, I mean, I do know you well enough to know that you've had other, it wasn't, I don't know, if would you call it road rage? That one time you had a, you had a traffic lady uh, for like a construction flow. Yes. Tell, to yeah. Share that story. <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of half road rage. Yeah. So it was, it was in a construction zone and we were, uh, we were in the construction zone and we, there was nobody around and we were coming up to get onto a freeway. So we were on a ramp going up to a freeway. And so I was kind of speeding up and out of the blue, this lady comes out with a stop sign. You know, she had her construction vest on and, yeah. and I, it was too, too close for me to try and stop. So I just kept going. And as we were going by there, she takes the stop sign and she smashes the car on the like front end across the front, uh, the passenger or sorry, the driver's side window and the oh, back. Wow. Like, wow. And I was with some friends and we're all like, what the heck is she doing? And we just kept going and we didn't want to turn around and go back because there were a lot of big trucks around there. So who knows who was in the trucks and, you know, we didn't want to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't want to get into one of those types of deals. That's kind of scary. Yeah. It, it's like this, like you don't want to get out of your car when something like this happens because that could just keep es escalating the situation. Right. 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 I think in both cases, it's always like whoever instigates and maybe it's a little on both sides, but um, there's something else going on. I mean, to me, road rage is never about that moment, really. Right. I, f I feel like people are angry and, and somehow we're removed when someone's in a car that we feel like it's okay to react. Yeah. Yeah. 
angrily. Yeah, I mean, clearly. for me, it's more a few choice words. And even then I try to make certain no one can read my lips, <laughs> but I'm not always good at that. Yeah. Clearly the lady that was smashing me with the stop sign had, it was having a bad day, right? Or she had a bad morning yeah. or something was going wrong with her. Yeah, exactly. Unless you were smart not to stop if there were other trucks around, because it could have been a deal like, well, I can get someone to stop and we'll, uh, you know, we'll yeah. rob him. Yeah. You never know. Well, yeah, you don't know. I mean, were you in an area that was bad? Do you do? Did you even know the area? Yeah, I knew the area. Um, it wasn't a bad area. It was, um, I guess, almost a tourist area. So, oh, we'll see. So, yeah. And how, what kind of damage did it do to your car? That's... Yeah, so... Luckily, most of the damage was just the paint off the off the stop sign. There was a couple of little spots where we couldn't remove it, but it was a rental car, <laughs> and I had to I had to sneak that back to the rental place, you know, and hopefully nobody noticed. <laughs> Oops. Oops, sorry about that. It wasn't yeah. me. It was the crazy stop uh, construction woman. Yeah, I mean that's a thankless job to begin with, but uh, honestly, she crossed the line. <laughs> Definitely cross the line. <laughs> I can't think that that was in her job description. You know, like, well, when you really get annoyed, just hit their car with the sign. You see them doing all the training for the construction people, and they're all trying to smash cars as they go past. Okay, yeah. you're you're doing pretty good, but you need more wrist action. <laughs> more wrist action. Ooh, that's crazy. Well, um, we definitely hope everybody is safe out there. And if you're feeling road rage, take a moment. <laughs> listen to some calm music. I don't know. What would you do if you were, if you're getting that worked up, I think you need to, to stop. The more, yourself. the more it happens and you hear it in the news, we're listening to this story here. Yeah. Um, just the more it happens, the more I think, okay, I have to not react because I've heard all these stories. Now somebody got shot, somebody was pulled over and they tried to kill him with an ax or whatever. You know, you just, <laughs> all those thoughts are in your mind now, which is, bad that those things are happening, but kind of good that they're putting them out there in the news. So, you know, hopefully people will see that, listen to it and, and think twice about reacting to some kind of road rage. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be us or any of our listeners because we're smart. We're yeah. smarter than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're going to be like, okay, um, if I have to, I can flip them off underneath the da uh, my dash. <laughs> I, I actually do that. I do that. I do that. Yeah. I try to just to get my own, you know, yeah, let it energy out. Energy out, let it out, and but I don't, I don't physically show them that I'm doing it. Right, <laughs> it's for my own satisfaction. <laughs> Yay! Well, I'm glad that you found a way to uh, keep it, keep it calm. Me too. I mean, it's hard. Driving is just never fun anymore. Some of the fun is the traffic. I guess it's traffic. Open road, maybe we're okay, but uh, yeah. And I think in in today's environment with COVID, I think people are just a lot less um patient there there's got more going on in their lives that they didn't have before people are stressed out so i think that that might uh kind of build on what's going on on the roads take it into consideration my feeling is that i always try when somebody is in front of me doing something wrong <laughs> in my mind i try to think of them like well that's my sister that's my brother or that you know that's my child somebody i would care about and have some compassion right Something like that. I try to say, if it was someone I knew, I'd give him a lot more slack than absolutely. some total stranger. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah. That's my PSA for today. Let that run through your mind. <laughs> it's someone I really care about that they get to their destination. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Well, thank you, Mike, for joining us yeah. for another episode. These, I don't, I don't. These were different scary things. They're human scary. Actually, both human scary. Yes. Sort of like inevitable scary, and uh, let's not run into it on the roadway. Scary. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well. We have more great podcasts coming up with more scary news. I hope you can join us. Yeah, I hope to be there again soon. Great. And everybody else, take care. We'll see you on another episode of the iScary Podcast. Oh, yeah. Everyone at iScary Podcast would like to thank you, the listeners, for joining us. And thanks also to our newscaster, Sydney Story, our announcer, Zach Mercer, plus our Step Into the Story actors, Grinnell Morris, Sydney Story, Zach Mercer, and a couple IA programs, one from Speechalo and the other is Synthesis. Last but not least, we get our sound effects from Zapsplat. <laughs> Join us again. If you dare. The Ice Scary Podcast is produced by Wyatt Pashik and Ann Kimbrough. Copyright April 2021.